I can't lie, I'm tired of them, you know. I, I, some of them I find funny. You know the ones that go to the shop, they will like smoke a zoot in the shop or something and just harass. Like, you know what, it's, it's a bit it's a bit annoying for the guy in the shop, but at the same time, it's a little bit funny as well, you know. It's like, it's, it's, it's like real life trolling, basically. That's what they do. But listen, let's get into it, man. Um, one of the things that we always ask all the people that jump on uh, is, what's the one thing that people should know about you? And how do you get your... You know what, let's just start with the first one. I'm going to start breaking it down into two questions anyway. So what's the, what's the one thing that people should know about you? Um, the one thing is I'm an artist. I create art from Newham. Mm. Um, yeah, man, I'm an artist. Yeah. My art is my, is my passion. That's what I do. Yeah, well, what, what, what kind of music do you know? I know today is going to be like... Um, more like so usually we touch on loads of different topics we can touch on that too but yeah yeah i think today's going to be more like music orientated conversation anyways okay i'd like to dive into that a bit more but yeah what kind of music do you do uh mainly it's drill in it mm. yeah drill is the main thing mm. um but yeah just hip-hop stuff in general so it could be uk rap mm. drill um you know I, fl- I like to slide in melodies with the drill so i like my drill melodic yeah i don't like it just too playing jane like a lot of the drill you hear in it, I like it. It's yeah. got it's got some melodies to it. Yeah, that's that's what I go for. Because obviously, I produce mm. all the songs that I've I'm putting out this year. I'm, I've produced all of them. I didn't even know that. You yeah, know. that's actually lit. so. It's just a different thing when you produce the song as well as write the song. Yeah, it's an like extra element because it's like you're building it from the ground up. Mm. So everything is encapsulating one message, like one story, through the, from the beat to the lyrics, yeah. even to the way I'm delivering it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm reliving moments um, through the whole journey of from the beat to the to, yeah, yeah. The, to the music. Do you produce other people's music as well? I haven't, you know. Yeah, nah. I think that'd be lit because because I feel like you know what it is. I feel like <coughs> so obviously you do what you want to do, but I feel like if you're producing music for yourself, obviously you know what your vision is. But sometimes it's nice to develop that skill of production for other people because they'll have a different vision and you have to yeah. like kind of work with them and it's like you're developing other parts of yourself that it's you a different skill set yeah 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 producing yeah. for other people it definitely yeah. I can imagine it being a different skill set like you said someone's going to come and say oh, I feel this way or they're going to tell me a story mm. and then I'm going to be like alright cool let me try to see if I can relate to that yeah I definitely want to look into that you know what I mean in the, in the near future maybe like in the next year or two two years that sounds lit you know what I mean away. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Nah, I've produced that one as well yeah, but bro, that track is lit, bro. That's yeah, like yeah. an anthem now, bro. It is. You know what I'm saying? It's a new yeah, that's like an anthem still. Um, see, with music, yeah, I was having a conversation about this a while back, yeah, and I kind of like came to the realization it's, it's become almost like a fast food industry. Mm. Do you feel like that's that's the case, or do you feel like it's not the case? I think it's there's elements of it. Um, mm, yeah, to be honest, it kind of is, you know. Mm. Is a lot of people are chasing the quick route to getting things, but a lot of people don't understand that in life, bro, there's no quick way to do mm. things. You know what I mean? It's always a slow process, no matter what you do. Yeah. And really, the slow process is the most sustainable process because you could get them quick, quick things, but you're chasing that quick thing forever. Mm. And that quick thing, it goes as quick as it comes. Mm. So it just, it, it's like that. Yeah. It is like that. I get that, but do you like, do you move on from music that you listen to? Fast, like, do you, do you like? Yeah, I don't, you know. You bro, don't. I listen to the same shit every, every single day. Seriously, <laughs> I might add some stuff to it, but I'll be listening to stuff I listened to when I was thirteen today. Yeah. Like. You might be the exception because all the friends that I've got, yeah, they literally every time I see them like a week later, like they've got new songs they're listening. It's a to. new one, and same for me. Like, you know what it is like, and and it's so lit because like I've got this like I've got a playlist on SoundCloud, I've got a playlist on Spotify, I got a playlist on YouTube. Basically, got a bare playlist mm. yeah. And I've got music like dating back all the way to like 2000s, yeah. Or even like 90s, depending on what the song is. But mainly like, because I was like listening to like, UK rap or mm. grime, whatever. So it was like 2000s anyways. And then sometimes I would, I would remember some of the songs. Because you know that like, the playlist sometimes is large, like a thousand songs. So you have to like scroll all the way down. And I listened to it, I'd just be like, oh my days, this song is so sick. But I moved on from it so quick because there's more and more music coming out. Mm. Nowadays, everyone can be an artist as in like, like anyone can have a home studio because you know, like back in the day, you need to go to a proper studio yeah. to record. Now people process. can just get, yeah, can, they can get equipment, they can sound treat the room, start recording at home. Mm. So people, so I feel like there's more musicians coming out. There is. Yeah, and there's more competition to, to, to kind of- I think of it's good though. I, I personally like it. Without competition, there's nothing to pull off. 
For mm. me, like I'm very competitive. Mm. That's why I even come fight for peace. Mm. Like it gives me that spirit, that competitive spirit, where it's like you know, um, it's like I heard a story when I was younger about Apple and Microsoft and how like they were even um, who's the guy who owned Apple again? What's his name? Oh, uh, Steve Jobs. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. talking about how without Microsoft he wouldn't have been Apple. Yeah, because he needed that. That's what pushed them to go further. Whenever they put something, I was like, Nah, bro, mm. we're putting something out. Mm. So. I think it's good. I, I, see, I saw a lot of musicians complaining about, oh, well, I just, it, it should just be about talent. Oh, this is so mm. wild, wild. I'm like, no, nah, bro, I like how it is. So what, it so makes you hustle harder. Yeah. What would you say it's about <clears> now? So like, if you were to like put into like three elements or four elements, so like, where's it about now? Because obviously you, you said attention was one of them. Yeah. So what, what would you like categorize as? Like if to make as a musician, what would, what would people need to address? The first thing is the music. Yeah. The music's got to be substantial. So yeah. it's got, you got to have something that's, that's different to everyone else's. Then it's your marketing. So it's how you're marketing yourself, your consistency with your marketing. So that could be on social platforms. That could be, even when you're walking on the street, you know mm. what I mean? Someone's going to see you. They're seeing the artist. They're not just seeing you. They're going to see the artist. So they, they want to see what else you're about. You know what yeah. I mean? You're going to have to, yeah. So it's the marketing. Um, and then it's just your mindset. Mm. That's the third one. I like that. Because at the end of the day, without that solid mind, like, you just you're not gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna make it. That's yeah. <laughs> it. You have to be like ruthless, mm. just ruthless. Like there's just not. There's like a burning. I can't describe it. It's like a feeling. You you probably could relate to that feeling. You have that feeling where it's like a, a burning desire to to accomplish it. Yeah. You just wanna keep going, keep pushing, and um. It's like if I even find myself feeling tired, mm. all I have to do is draw from my pain. Do you, do you get do you get that? Kind of feeling of like you against the world, kind of feeling. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I can, I can relate to Sometimes, that. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, I get that as well. It's like know. a, it's like a thing that keeps you. It's like food. Mm. It's like an energizer to just to feel that way, even yeah. if it's not true in whoever's individual's case. That feeling mm. is a true feeling. So definitely, did, did you know I love you? I was pushes to to, to, my, to my guy Ashton yesterday, and one of the things that I love is. Um, I love the, like, not not just the story. I love the feeling of being an underdog and just, mm. like, proving people wrong, just going, you know what, let me show you. And that that gives me the drive. That gives me the energy. Mm. I like being the underdog. It's just everyone's like looking like, oh, so what's the numbers? What's that? What's your favourite underdog movie? Underdog movie? Mm. Oh, you stuck it on me, you know. I have to think about it. Uh, you know what, yeah? You know what? The Joker. Oh, okay. The Joker. <laughs> yeah, my favorite underdog okay, movie. Okay, okay, okay. I can't lie, bro. I'm sorry I had to jump in for this one. I've got a very, very amazing underdog movie. Which one? And it's a biopic. So it's a movie based on a true story. It's called Moneyball. Have you heard of it? No. Moneyball. Money amazing movie. So it's like, so it's a biopic based on like a true story where it's a baseball team that's kind of low league, low level baseball team. And they brought someone in that uses like tactical statistics or whatever to build up the team. So they, like obviously in sports, if you have a lot of money, you buy the best players. Yeah. But what they've done is they found someone that understood understood the player's ability through statistics only. And they've got like a lot of like unknown players to come and join the teams or whatever. Based on the team. statistics of they, the players. The, exactly. That's it. Based on that only. And they're cheap players, but like they might not be known because, I don't know, they might have like, I don't know, some type of an inability for something small or whatever. Mm. There's like these small things that are unknown and they got a bunch of wonder kids to come to the team and they had like a crazy streak. Mm. Like look at like, f- like Fulham winning the Prem kind of thing. That's how like, that's the one of my favourite. Is uh, it? I, he's talking about What's it called? Money Born? Money Ball. Money Ball. Yeah. 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 The one of them, um, Leo DiCaprio and okay. Jonah Hill, whatever it's, oh, it's, that's, an, that's a great movie. Man. Is it on Netflix? Could be, I don't know. Let me, let me I think I've it. seen it pop up, you know. No, it's not, 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 it's uh, Brad Pitt, sorry, Brad Pitt and um, yeah, it's Brad Pitt, yeah, and John Hill, yeah, great Did movie, you, great movie. Do you know what movie reminded me when you <coughs> said that? Another, another one of my favorite underdog movies, Coach Carter. Ooh, yeah, but that was what I was great. thinking. Yeah, is that what you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. That one, is, that I like that yeah. one. It's a good movie. Yo, Coach Carter is something else, and and that's the type of shit I live for mm. in, in, in a weird way. Like, I don't know, there's something, there's something there that drives me, and I think, like, you remember the work I've been doing with, like, you fuck up been with young people and just like seeing young people as the underdogs in society and just mm. being able to provide a platform or seeing them develop their own like abilities to overcome all of that. It's just, it's, it's, I think that's incredible, man. You think it's, it's better to be born as the underdog or to be born already ahead of, ahead of the schedule? Do, do you know what? I, I think, I think, um, I think being born in struggle 
and having the ability to navigate that and overcome that, I think that that adds more benefits than being born into money personally. Mm. But, you know, I, you know, who am I to say that? You know, what I'm saying mm. that's just my experience, and I think everyone's gonna see it differently. Because um, like when I, when I meet people that's got money, don't get me wrong, like they're intelligent. Some of them even might be like smart and witty and all of that, but at the same time, I just feel like there's something missing where they don't really understand real life or. Is the grit is gone? Yeah, there's no grit. Yeah, it's, it's 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 weird, man. It's like when I went to Luxembourg. This was a while back. Um, Aladdin, he was he, he was there as well. Uh, when I went to Luxembourg, like we was staying in like the posh sort of like part of the city of of the country, and the country's small, super small, yeah. And um, you see like people driving in Porsches because they got like the lowest like um, uh, what is it interest rate for yeah. banks and stuff. So most of the banks are based there. So there's a lot of rich people there. But then I was thinking like, bro, like where's the like people from the hood? Like see like in Newham, you meet people like it's diverse and all of that stuff. So I ended up going to another city for a day. Yeah? <coughs> and when I went there, like I just felt home because I started seeing people from different like countries that migrated there. And just like, it feels real. Like it That's felt real. That's how I went to New York. Yeah. Oh, I love that. What trip. was that? What was that like? I was, bro, it was brilliant. Yeah. It was brilliant. Tell me about it. Cause I don't know what the experience was. I brought it. New York. It's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts for every minute something's happening. Yeah. You don't even like I said, like the first day I got there, um, I was speaking to this one, uh, it was a homeless guy at the station, innit? So mm. I was just chatting to him and I said, Yeah, I'm from the UK. He didn't even know what the UK was. Seriously. <laughs> he had no idea what the UK was. <laughs> All he knows is what New York is in America. That's it. Seriously. So it was it was, it blew my mind to oh, this guy, like you we think when we're here or we're just living life, we don't mm. know there's people that don't even know we exist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So he was like, "What?" I was telling him, "Yeah, bro, like we got we got Queen and that." You know what I mean? These times you had a Queen. Like, yeah. So, oh, oh man, I was like, "Yeah, bro. Hey, that's funny." I was like, bro. "Yeah, I'm like nine hours on a plane." He's like, "Oh, a plane? You been on a plane, man?" I was like, "Yeah, bro, I've been on a plane." I was like, oh, right, you ain't never been on a plane. <laughs> it's nuts. Hey, did yeah. anyone say? Did no one tell you that down there do we uh, drink tea and eat crumpets and that? No, no I didn't no get that. You know, that, yeah. no man. But you know, like, I feel like the UK's got more exposure. To the US now, anyways, and and I feel like back in the day, and obviously my, my experience was like when I was growing up, we used to bread America a lot. Mm. I like used to look at Americans, what they're doing, wear the same shit, try to do the same type of music. Even like you see someone like um Jaja Souls that used to do music, he was putting on an American accent, but he was from the UK when he was doing some of his songs. And then later his transition was like he said, "No, nah, you know what? I don't really care about this American thing. I'm going to start doing the UK thing." But eventually, I think the place we've got to now, but it's is, beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like we're doing our own thing. We embrace ourselves. Yeah, and Americans are going. You know what? We kind of like that. You guys, you they guys are lit. jumping on our beats. Yeah, you feel me? Like yeah. I, when I went there, um, I, I linked up with a few people like um, from from Brooklyn. So um, mm. there's this like group they're called Leaf Gang. Um, there's a there's a guy Nasi. I met him. A few other people. Um, Mm. And then some other people that was doing some videography free for me, uh, Louis and stuff. But they that was the first time I heard American drill. Mm. I didn't even know there was that Americans doing drill these yeah. times because this was like a while ago. So he was playing me something like, on the speaker. I was like, oh no, beat that's our beats. Did you like it? Yeah, I fucked with Did, it. Do you know what? I think he, he showed me um, it was uh, Chef G. Yeah, Chef, that, yeah, you know that what? was Chef the first G's person hard. I heard. But I had um, so uh, I've got a friend. He lives in New York. He comes down to London like maybe like three, four times a year. Close friend of mine. And um, we had a drill competition once, yeah. Ah. <laughs> so I was playing like, he's playing American drill. I'm playing like UK drill song by song, yeah. And bro, I'll tell you the truth, yeah. I think American drill is shit, personally. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's exceptions. But when I was, when I was hearing, I was like, it sounded shit, man. But I don't know, maybe I'm just biased because I'm from, from, from UK, you know what I'm saying? So I think, I think it's different, isn't it? Their vibe is different to ours. Mm. Theirs is like, it's a very party orientated, a lot of the stuff I've heard. Like even when they're talking the crowd, it still feels like it's like danceable. It's yeah, more dance music yeah. than it is like, you know, our drill I feel like is a lot more versatile. Yeah. Like we have all the different avenues. We have the dance stuff, but we also have other stuff. We have, yeah. you know, the dark stuff that's like straight off the block. Then we yeah. have, you know, stuff that's more, a bit more lighthearted. We have, you know, the R&B stuff. Yeah. It's way more versatile. And, and I'm, I want to be one of the people to make it more versatile as well. Mm. That's why I had to learn how to self-produce. Because mm. I heard when I, when I, first started getting into drill because I came from a background of like listening to a lot of like uh, music in the early thousands so all the 50 cents that type of melodic yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and then also being in touch with grime as well there was a lot of sounds I could hear in my mind that wasn't in drill music at the mm. time obviously drills expanded since then but it's still I feel like a, such a 
so, so much you could do with that genre. It's yeah, such yeah, a yeah. baby. There's so much you can do. There's certain genres where it's like, they've already done so much with it. Mm. These genres have been around for 50 years. This drill ain't been around for 50 years. Yeah, it's only yeah. been around for a few years. And yeah. it's only really been developed for a few years. So there's just so much to do with it. Now that, that's a really good point because I, I, was, I was having a conversation as well about like drill being there for a long period of time and it's not dying. Like it's not nah. dying. It's, it's, it's been around for a while now. Um, I remember, I think, I think was it uh, the Brixton lot that kind of started it? Well, who was it? Um, 150. Yeah. Um, six, seven. Yeah, Sticks. Sticks. He was like one of the, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then other people started to doing it. To bring it to the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Chicago I remember that like, first time hearing it and because what they were doing, because obviously at that time, um, the the Chirac music, drill music was kind of big. So they were like rapping over those beats, you know what I'm saying? Spitting over those beats and, and that's how it kind of started. But like, even like, you're right, like, let's say like if someone's out, someone's raving, whatever, and like, let's say something like M24, We Don't Dance comes on, like the, the crowd just goes nuts. Everyone knows it. Like, mm. it's, just, it's just a different vibe. And there's some, there's some timeless pieces has been created through that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, man, um, the other thing I was going to ask you, is um, how do you get your feeling of importance? How do I, sorry? How do you get your feeling of importance? What, to feel important? Yeah. Uh, me, listen, we've got, we've got outside mm. of box questions in, on this podcast, you know what I'm saying? If you were, you were just coming here expecting this going to be like a regular, like, yo, what kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's not that, bro. <laughs> how do I do that? Um, by just working, trying to work harder than everyone else. Mm. I feel like, once I've, well, I can be satisfied at the end of the day that I've done more than, you know, my certain, certain people might call me, be like, yo, let's go out tonight, let's go do this. I'm like, you know what? I really want to go out. Fuck that though. I'm going to yeah. hit the studio just so I can feel like, no, nah, you know what? I've grinded harder than you, bro. Yeah. So man's doing more. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I need to take a page from your book. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, my going on right now is causing me <laughs> unproductive, <laughs> unproductive days still. <laughs> yeah, bro. I feel like, that one, that's one of the things. Um, I think that's the main thing, to be honest. It's just, mm. like, if I don't feel tired, I don't feel drained, then I don't feel like I've done shit. I feel like, no, nah, bro, I tell myself, you ain't shit, bro. You ain't done nothing. Yeah. A waste, man. But if I've worked till my eyes are bust up, then mm. I'm like, yeah. I you, feel, you, get, you get into yourself. Yeah. Have you heard of a guy called David Goggins? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like the, the things he was saying, like getting onto yourself, like waste, man. And that, that's what he used to do. He used to, like, wake up in the morning, and look at the mirror and used to call that thing account- accountability mirror mm. and would basically just look at himself and just like get onto himself just say like yo you're fat you're this you're da 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 whatever and that helped to make the changes isn't it? but it's interesting how in life like what work- what works for one person doesn't work for everyone and everyone's got their own little tactics to discover yeah their own little tactics but sometimes some people don't even get to those tactics in the first place mm. anyways I, um, I think that's um, I think that's one of the biggest problems when it comes to like sharing advice and sharing like saying oh this is what I do so you should do the same like a lot of it is not like when I try to share advice, it's not about like telling the person what to do. It's more about sharing a different way, or like a way of doing it, mm. and letting them decide whether mm-hmm. that's, that's how they want to do it. So if David Goggins is like, talking about how he 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 calls himself fat and a disgrace and wherever, and he's telling people you should do the same, next man will do it and it will be completely counterproductive because then it just turns to shit because that's not mm. how they kind of make their own progression. But that's why there's good, there's so much information out there though. There's, there's so many yeah. people preaching different ways. Mm, yeah. You can kind of take notes from every book. Yeah. That's yeah. What I think it's the delivery that's the problem. It's not like do this, it's here's what I do, you get to decide. Because then, then I guess so- sometimes it leads to like some people that shift responsibility and say, oh, I am where I am now because I listen to you. It's your fault that I do it because you, you told me to do this thing. It's not about that. Mm. It's share the information and let them decide. So that if it goes a lot wrong, it's not his fault or her fault or their fault. It's my fault. I mm. I chose to make this change, not not anyone else. Mm. I feel that. Would you say, um, do you like to jump in the fire head first, or do you like the slow burn of of like to slowly go into something, or do you like to just go in head first yeah, with the hardest the deep end? Deep end. And I learned that through sports, and because obviously you know I do my tasks. So so when people used to do this thing, you know what? I met a lot of people that used to go like, oh. Like, I'm going to start training, but let me just slowly build into it. I used to just like, you know what? I'm out of shape. First day in, mad day. Next day, I'm like, I'm embracing. I'm like, you know what? It's going to be tough again, but I'm doing it. But that way, I speed up the process. I don't have to wait for bare long to get back in shape. And 
be doing I just jump into uh, it I've uh, bro the deep end and uh, you know what even trying to learn those tactics we're speaking about mm. when you're in the deep end you have to bro you force yourself to mm. you don't have a choice like say if you throw something in deep water it's either going to drown or it's going to yeah. swim yeah. it's going to do one or the other it's going to learn to swim or it's going to die yeah. so if it's like I do feel like that application helps a lot. That's mm. how um, babies learn to swim. Like, you no, know, like swimming instructions when they teach babies how to swim. They don't. It's like an instinctive thing. They know they can die, the so they're like, you know, I need like, to like, not like, die. It's like a law, of, like a law of nature. That, like even birds. Like if, I don't even know about how, how birds learn to fly. They mm. hatch. They spend some time in the nest, and then the mums just dash them out out, out out the nest, let them free fall, and then they, they learn to fly instinctively. So like all, all these things, like I get, like if learning how to adapt. Like in in, a, in whilst you're in the fire head on, mm. it's natural. It's like instinctive. Mm. Even when they say if you fall into the Atlantic somehow, don't panic, just rest. Because when you re- when you're relaxing, your body knows how to flow itself. Mm. And you can yeah, you can process stuff. I I feel like that whole fast food thing as well about what we've got now. I feel like a lot of people don't apply that jumping into the deep end into the fire. That's that's one of the reasons mm. why you you get we get this fast food thing. Everyone wants instant gratification because mm. they ain't felt pain. When you feel pain, I don't know, it just triggers something in your mind. Just yeah. Andrew Tate talks about that a lot. He said that he doesn't like he doesn't he doesn't he would not change his upbringing in in any way because he loves the fact that he was broke. He loves the fact that he was struggling. He loves the fact that he it was, was character. You know what I'm saying like he said that if I grew up rich and if I grew up the way I am right now and I had these luxuries, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And I love the person I am today. Mm. You, know you know what though? Yeah, after watching that video, I don't know if I can even listen to half of the stuff that he says no more. You know, I, I, I still, I still think he's got some good advice that's like still applicable. People can take it away from. But see, you know what? I think he's got good advice, but him as a person, I don't think I can look at him the same. You know what I'm trying to say? Whether 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 she asked him to hit her or not, I don't care. Like it's just the fact that he's even hitting her. But can you separate the person to the advice? Yeah, 100%. But that's what I'm saying. I, I still think he's got good advice out there. But I'm saying as a person, that's why I'm separating him as a person. But I think as a person, I don't rate him for doing that. But I think he's still got good advice that people can take and apply to their life. You know I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> that video is nuts. I can't yeah, the video is nuts, isn't it? That video is nuts, you know. It's annoying. Do, do you know I find crazy? it annoying, bro, because I, it's like the same thing you're saying. Like there's, mm. there's a lot of good things that he's pushing towards, you know, young people. Mm. But then... That thing just like well, what, what kind of shit is that, bro? That's yeah. just weird shit. I got, I got, I got a question here. So you said you can do it. Can you separate the advice from the person? Is that something you can do? So Andrew Tate, for example, after seeing that, do you would you still yeah, take yeah, advice? yeah, 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 cool. yeah, yeah. Do you still listen to R. Kelly? Nah, you know. Yeah, I stopped listening What's to him as well. You know? I stopped listening What's to him because you know what the I difference is? is because he's talking about the things he was doing, bro. Not all the time. Not I think the what different. What do you mean, bro? He's talking about if you come to my hotel, for, bro. For me, it's because it's and the hotel was going <laughs> kids, crazy, bro. bro. <laughs> Anything to do with doing weird shit to kids, bro. That's instant yeah. delete. Even yeah. if I feel like you was the you was you know what I mean you was a superhero to society. If you do something with kids, you're deleted mm. from that's my whole you know. consciousness. You're smudged. You're gone. That's really fascinating. Have you? Lost so, so sorry. By the way, um, Milambo's outside. Can you get him? Can you okay. let him? Chill, t- throw him to in the hub after, please. Let me, let me, oh yeah, let me, I'll land spawn. I go get him. Um, so have you not seen WandaVision by any chance? So what Wanda, is it? WandaVision, this is a Marvel show that I watched. Mm. Um, so essentially what is, is, is this hero, who she's been established as a hero, she's been in multiple movies before in the franchise, and then here comes a show where the entire show, she's like, she her powers that mental stuff, she can make people do stuff with her mind. And she's a hero, she's, she's done Save the World enough times. But this show is her taking a whole town captive and under her control so that she can create a life that she wants to live. And it gets me thinking about how, like, she like people are very quickly to forgive her for that what she's done because of the things she's done before that. So when you talk about how someone's a hero and does this, this, this but then they don't want fucked up thing, it's like, how much do we understand the person that we, where we can just instantly just tell them, no, nah, fuck you, mm-hmm. because of that one thing they've done and completely forget all the other things they've done before that. You understand? Yeah. Do you know what you're saying? Actions got consequences, isn't it? That's the way I see it. And I always say, like, everyone's free to do what they want to do. They just have to deal with the consequences. So if someone's, like, touching kids, they have to deal with the consequences that comes within societal, you know what I'm saying, uh, societal standards. Like, if someone's going to, you know what I'm saying? You know what, yeah? There's a question for you. If... If the government tomorrow came out with a system, yeah, where they can be vigilantes, yeah, let's say they, they register, they sign up, there's all this process they go through, but they're allowed to do things to people that do wrong, they can like beat them up and all of that stuff. 
would you do that? Be a would, would you become a vigilante? Yeah, it's just like, just pattern, you know what I'm saying? Hell yes. I said, <laughs> <laughs> I said yes. hell yes. But you get you get to like, so, because what, what it is- to punch people up. Because what it is, yeah, because in, in a weird Legally. way- <laughs> yeah, oh, bro. Yeah, bro, bro. Yeah. I'll be on that. Yeah. They should make that legal now. No, but that's what I'm saying. Because you know what, what it is? Because in a way, yeah, like police would protect them from how society feels about what it would do to them. Does it make sense? Because what, what it is, yeah, and obviously like, and then this is the thing about when it comes to judgment in general, yeah, like, you know, they say only God can judge us and all of that stuff. But I feel like within society, people know that there are certain things that are out of the norm that people shouldn't be doing anyways. You know what I'm trying to say? Sometimes society feels like the communities would rather take in their own hands because if it's handled by the government or the legal system, they might not be the having... The processes just ain't processing. Yeah. For some of these things. Messing. You know what? I heard math saying mathing before, yeah? But when it said processing, processing, that's a oh, new one. What? Turn up the, the the third one. I don't know if it's turned up. I think it was on already. One second, one second. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I think I've done it. I think I've done it. Yeah. No, but there's something about that, though, because even in, like, society, like, how they're looked at in the legal system, like people that go after kids, sexual predators, rapists and that stuff, they're given really light sentences. And there's plenty of times, there's a lot of situations where families of people that have been victims of that stuff, yeah, they want to take it into their own hands, but they've locked the person up in prison, then yeah. they've been released a couple years later and they've been basically yeah. scrubbed from the system because they put on sex yeah. offenders and list, they change names and that stuff. And, 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 and on top of that, yeah, they also protect um, protect them inside the prison as well. You yeah. know what I'm trying to say? Because like, there's, there's people in prison who would be getting onto them or be on a case, but they're being protected because of, you know what I'm saying, because of the, 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 how the system's structured and all of that. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? John, I was going to ask you, yeah, on music and listening to music, uh, the question kind of flew out of my head. What, what you lot saying? You lot are right, yeah? Um, it kind of flew out of my head, yeah? Basically... Um, my friend Ashton, I went on this podcast yesterday mm. and he had a good question. He goes, what's the, what's the last song that you listen to that you put on repeat for time? Maybe like 30 minutes or an hour. And why that song in particular? Probably, probably the, if I'll be 100, it's probably the last song I made. Uh, when I make a song, I have to listen to it a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> like every time to see if there's any little parts. I feel the last, last thing I made, I cooked up was um, a song called Back of the Party. Mm. And it's about, you know, um, being in a party, trying to um, make money in the party. So the man them out at the back, we're not at the front, forefront dancing, you know what I mean? We're at the back of the party trying to make our, yeah. make our cash. So yeah, I listened to that song a lot of times. That was the last one I listened to on repeat. I was trying to figure out how I was going to, um, there's like a flute in the song I put. It's like a catchy flute. I was trying to figure out what other melody can I add to this. So I found out these like hyper pop vocals. Mm. I, I'd mix a lot of, in drill, I mix a lot of hyper, I like hyper pop vocals with um, the dark drill pianos. Yeah. I feel like it's a nice compliment to just, it just gives it a different feeling because mm. it's got a vibe, but then it's also got the crud underneath. Mm. So that was the last thing I listened to a lot of times. Uh, someone else's track, the last thing I listened to multiple times. Man. That's it, man. Oh, I, don't, I don't remember. Mm -mm, nah. Mm. I can't, you know. It might have been... Um, might have been... Might have been Purple Rain by Prince, you know. Prince. Yeah, because you know I never listened to Prince mm. my whole life. And then I, I must have heard about him on some YouTube thing. So I was talking about Prince. So I was thinking, you know, let me go listen to listen to his tune. And that song, I kept listening back to it just to like understand what he's actually talking about. Yeah. I vibed with it still. Yeah, I've never right. heard that track either. I think we'll have to check it out. Man. Man's always seen it on t-shirts yeah. and stuff, that Purple Rain, you know, with Prince thing. So I thought, you know what, let me go actually listen to the song. Mm. It's all right still. Yeah, That's probably good. one of the things I listen to. Yeah. What was your, what was your first experience with music? First, um, my first experience making music was in when I was 13. Mm. I wrote my first um, 16. It was to the, you know, that uh, that nine song, CR. CR. Remember CR where he's handing out all the grills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. beat was the first beat I wrote to. Mm. I think that was the first beat I wrote to when I was yeah, 13. The church, the church yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 yeah. That one there. 
So that was my first one in school. Um, I remember I, I was I was showing random it in, in the pot in the um, playground. You know what I mean? And yeah. then I recorded it. Um, I had a little setup at home. Like I literally made a a, a, a pop filter. Like it's, it's like there's like this shield thing you put around the mic. So mm. in the little booth thing, um, to sound to um for the reflections of the sound. Yeah, I made one out of cardboard and bubble wrap. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> literally, and I tied it to my um, wardrobe, put the mic up to hold the bubble wrap thing. I put little bottles of deodorant and stuff like to hold it up and that. And then uh, I remember people started sharing that about. They were sharing it in other schools. Like, man, it was come to me. Hey, yo, that thing was yeah. hard. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, all right, cool. This is what I'm going to do. From 13, I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. Obviously, mm. I lost track of it after a while. I wasn't making music till like, again till I was about 17. Yeah, because I was just what got in the way. Like you just, you just didn't care about it at that time. Probably just, I just jumped on road. Off, yeah. I, from thirteen, that was it. Like I wasn't yeah. really interested in music. I was like, you know, I need money. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Like, I remember, you know, it was just me and my mom. So it just, I just always felt like I needed to do something. Mm. I felt like I needed to be the man. So I had to go and do that. And obviously, I had other brethren with me as well that were feeling the same way. Mm. Um, so we kind of just teamed up and just went out there and then kind of just lost track of music till, yeah. till about, yeah, till about 17. And then it was like, certain things started happening. I got into some mad situation. I had a mad case thing. Mm. Um, when I was 17, it didn't get resolved till I was 18. I had to wait a year. Sure. But that, that case there is what kind of flipped the switch for me. Mm. Yeah. It was a mad thing. Do you, know, do you know what's funny? Like you're sharing that story and like I can kind of resonate like slightly different, like maybe age points and all of that stuff. But yeah, I kind of felt the same. Like obviously um, single mom, I started doing certain things and whatever. And then I had a, I had a case as well that kind of, it, it made me think about certain things and I was looking for a way out. And I remember I started going to uni. When I started going to uni, I said, you know what? Uni is shit, man. I hated uni so much. But I, I feel like in life sometimes there's no like one pathway in general where just like things work out in a certain way. I'm trying to say, and most of the things that are risking you know, it's like you try certain things and you learn from the experience. Mm. You know what I'm saying, but I'm, I'm happy you found you realize like there's a, there's a, there's a way to do things in a, in a different way. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's becoming another like statistic. I even said it in my in my new in this new song I'm about to drop. All right, mate. That's what I said in it in the mm. first verse. I said, um, "Have you ever hit two licks in the same day? Had them hellies out searching courtroom, telling you five. Look to the left. Mumsy's nervous. Nothing mm. ain't certain." Try working customer service end of the month. That money's not working. Back Jeez. serving in the tea, got to pull them curtains. Like that was like, mm. when I, even when I was writing that, I had to relive that moment, the like how it felt when my, my mom was just there. I'm just looking at her and I'm thinking, raw like, yeah. <laughs> like a minute ago, I was just out. I wasn't thinking. I was not conscious about what I was doing. And then when I saw that, I was like, you know what? All right, cool. Like I can, I can rap. Mm. So let me just spend more time trying to. And it wasn't instant to change. It still took a while because obviously you, you, when you're with, you know. You're always getting pulled back into it, so it's you know to keep on track. Yeah, but you know it's, it's also the people you're around as well, isn't it? You know yeah. What I'm saying? That, yeah, that that makes a difference. Um, it's just that. Yeah, man. That was my yeah. So that's the music. Yeah, journey from then to now. That's lit, man. Do, do you feel like are you trying to go independent route or are you trying to are you trying to like are you open to like labels or anything like that? What, what's your thoughts on it, anyways? Because I'll share my thoughts afterwards anyways, but what's your thoughts on the whole like label thing and signing deals and all of that stuff? Or I think, 10 minutes, but I think if you know what you're doing, mm. it could be useful, but like, it's not good. I don't think you could, to just jump into signing a deal straight away, it makes the most sense because you're not going to get a good deal. Mm. No one's investing millions of pounds into someone and then expecting nothing in return. They're going to want their millions and some. Mm. And me, I'm, I'm, I'm not, we're not about to put in all this effort and work to just give it to someone else and say, yeah, like have everything we make from it. No, mm. I don't mind going through the hardship of trying to graft it independently. And if there's, if they put something on the table in the future, which makes sense because we're trying to do a certain thing, then yeah. Mm. But until then, I just feel like these days we've got such a, like these phones, they're not just phones in my mind. They're not just things to just communicate. Like this is a tool. Yeah, it's it's a weapon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could use this to do mad stuff. How can you post something and you're, You've reached out to 200,000, 500,000 people, bro. Yeah, people make money off the phone. That's just, nuts. Just off the phone, isn't it? That yard. Yeah. It's wild, bro. To sign a deal yeah. at this point, when you've got all that, it don't just don't make yeah. sense. 
you know what's making me laugh? Lazy. Yeah? You know when people were talking about COVID and they were saying like people are gonna get injections, gonna be chipping there and all of that, yeah. I was laughing because like I already got a chip, like it's with me all the time. You know what I'm saying? The chip's always there. It's not in my body, but man got a chip, bro. You know what I'm saying? Man, man always sitting there like you're having a convo about something, and the next thing you know, you're seeing adverts for it. Yeah, bro. literally, bro. They're listening, yeah, bro. Yeah, they're creeping. This, yeah, bro. Be something, fam. It's the only yeah. thing I've got on me 24s that's in every conversation I have. How else is I'm? Yeah, bro. They could be listening right now, fam. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, who knows? You know what I'm trying to say? But see me. I go with this mindset of like, fuck it, listen to what I'm talking about anyways, fuck them, you know what I'm saying? And if they're tracking me or whatever, like, who am I to, I don't really care if they track me, you know what I'm trying to say? You know, that's funny, I'm it's good you say that, bro, you find a lot of people that be like, oh, they're watching me, they're bro, who the fuck are you, you for them to be watching? You know, the, you know the people that say they're watching me, yeah, it's like, they don't even give a fuck they about it. They don't give a fuck, anything. what you do? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? They're like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? At that point, they even know what, they even care, but they even know they exist, bro, they even know you know it's what I'm saying? It's true, true though. It's so true, fam. But yeah, man. Yeah, no, these are tools, man. They're 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 tools and this day and age, like I said, to to sign a deal to give away your whole situation, it's just lazy, bro. Yeah. Literally, it's just lazy. You're looking for that shortcut. Yeah. It's that fast food thing you're talking about, that fast food music society. Mm. They're just looking for that quick way to get from A to B. Mm. It's like nah. It's but, no you, but you know what I see? Yeah, I think I think personally, so I started seeing as music labels as, as a I feel like they just finesse people. So I see a music label. I used to say a bank as a bank before, but I don't see it as a bank no more. I see a music label as an investment company. Because that's what people, you know, like investment companies, they'll invest in certain things and they'll expect a return. And so they'll see an, an artist and they'll look at them. They'll have the risk management and they'll think like, cool, can we work with this guy to make money, whatever. They'll invest in that person and then obviously they're going to get a return. But usually, within the investment that they got, yeah, it's usually the deals that really unfair on the artist anyways, you know what I'm trying to say? The expectations will be high because they're thinking like, cool, if if the artist doesn't perform to that level, whatever, we can still make money of it or whatever. So they have high expectations. So they give the investment to the artist and then that's the exchange, isn't it? I think it's even worse than an investment yeah. bank, bro. I think the, 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 the closest industry that is close to the music industry is the pimp industry. Mm. That's the only one I can think of that's like next to. They're, yeah. ne them, they're twins. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the same it's the same principles like the artist is like i ain't no, i ain't no hoe but <laughs> you know what i mean that's uh, I, I, I that's get, how that's saying, how man. that industry is gonna look at certain artists you know what i mean it's like go do the work give us the money and mm. keep going doing the work and they'll entice you with things it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a dark thing though and try and entice yeah. you like it's worse than the road and you know what it in is in the road at least you know what you're doing you know what you're getting into you know okay i'm gonna do this this can happen this can happen this is what I'm going to do. In the mm. music industry, you don't know nothing. It's all confusing. Everything's backwards. They're going to tell you this, do yeah. that, give you this, then take that. Don't make no sense. Yeah. I think 50 Cent was saying, um, I, I watched one of the clips he was talking about saying that, saying at least, yeah, like what you said, like at least on roads, you know what's going to happen. Yeah? No. They were saying that with these people in suits, like you go to these like meetings and whatever, they'll smile on your face and they'll, they'll make it sound in a certain way. And then by the time you walk out, well, you know, you've been fucked. Like, was it the one you're talking about? You're, you're done out here. Is he talking about how the most the ruthless people is in the suits? Yeah, is that, yeah. Like, they'll, they'll, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. The, the, the biggest robbers. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're better. They're, yeah, they hit the biggest licks because they don't even need to do much. They just write a couple words on some paper and that's it. And that's it. Just someone was just signing. They made a mill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone was telling me like on the signature thing. Yeah, I need to look into this. By the way, yeah. I'll just bring it to the space right now. Yeah, that apparently. The real signature is your fingerprint, yeah? And so someone was telling me next time, they, they, he said, like, next time when I try to sign something, you go just put your fingerprint on there and see what they say. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's some kind of conspiracy theory or whatever. Actually, was it you that was yeah. telling me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you want to slap it? Do you want to slap it on there quick? Huh? On, on the mics? Do you want to slap it on the mic so, so you can explain the thing? What is that? Oh, because obviously your fingerprint is individual. Yeah. I think, I think. listen, I don't have a lot of knowledge around it, but I think, obviously, same as words, right? Like, a signature is just a man-made thing. What's the closest? It's, it's, it's part of your body, The your mm. your uh, fingerprint. Mm. So apparently, I've heard that, you know, they said, oh, you know, somebody said to me, listen, next time, let's say, you renew your contract at work or whatever, if they ask you to put your, your signature, just put your your um your fingerprint on it and just see what happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try that, you know. 
Yeah, see me, I yeah. try stuff. But you know what? Just just for the audience as well, for all the listeners. How are you yeah. gonna do it? You're gonna draw on your finger? No, nah, I just get like some some, some some ink in it. Yeah, some ink, just put, put the ink and just slap it on there and I'll see what they say. But you know what it is? But it's true though, like cause my fingerprint can't be replicated. I think there was one anomaly in, in, in the world where some some kind of twins or someone had the same fingerprint, but it's like it's almost impossible to even have it. But um yeah, I'm gonna try it out, man. But also for the audience that are listening. Um, everything we talk about Just do your own research Like go on Google Type it in Because we might say some stuff That could be misinformation You know what I'm trying to say So it's like Don't shoot a messenger Don't be saying <laughs> These guys are Out here spreading misinformation And Yeah exactly You know what I'm trying to say It's just Yeah do your own research Check the facts You got you got Google on your phone Like you know what I'm saying Like you said bro just The phone's a powerful device You know what That's a big problem You know misinformation Especially mm. on socials Bro, the amount of things I see someone put some bullshit and everyone's yeah. like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, bro, I just quickly go, you know, let me quickly Google this. You know, yeah. this man talking shit. You, you know what? Yeah, let, let me touch on this quickly. Yeah, but I have to type it in quickly. Um, so there's three types of like uh, false information. Uh, they, they put in three categories. By the way, the reason I'm bringing this up here, yeah, I think it's useful, useful for people to know because um, someone I know that works in the government, that's what they're working on. But these are going to be the three things they're going to be basing all the information on, yeah. Um, moving forward on internet, yeah. Um, so there's going to be disinformation, misinformation, and malinformation, yeah. If you lot haven't heard of it, let me just quickly break it down for you lot. Um, so disinformation refers to like false information that is intended to manipulate, cause damage, or guide people, yeah. So there's a lot of disinformation on Instagram, usually, or any other social media platform. Um, malinformation refers to information that stems from the truth but is often exaggerated in a misleading sort of way um, and misinformation description is not on here for some reason um, but I'm guessing misinformation is something that isn't true I think it's pretty straightforward anyways it's just something that's not true and someone just shit it's their opinion or they share something about mm. something um, but it's interesting because for a long time now the government's been looking at not just in this country in all the other countries they've been looking at how they can address like false information within social media and that's the strategy they came up with they're going to start addressing and categorizing in these three areas mm. and then putting a lid on it but you know what it's a weird one yeah on a philosophical level <laughs> it's like in a weird way everyone's right though isn't it regardless that's just the way they see the world isn't it in their world they're right they're not wrong. If someone says this is the thing, they, they're not wrong. Yeah, it depends on the topic, though. <laughs> I was, what, what, what kind of topic? Give me an example, if you can come up with one. Um, what about misinformation, if they're right in their own perspective? I, you know what, you know what? I, let, me, let me use this as an example, yeah. If someone goes on social media, yeah, and says that, let's say that, they, they say that 50 Cent doesn't give uh, 50 Cent doesn't give enough money to his son. Yeah. What type of information is that? That's someone's opinion, isn't it? Mm. And, I, and what I realise is that yeah. when it comes to information, a lot of people bring their opinion in there. They're not necessarily wrong. It's just their opinion attached to the information. How do you get what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm waffling at this point. Man, am I, am I, am I waffling at that, at that point? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't tell him, man. Got got speaking to the mic, bro. Maybe like some yeah, rookie. My, my fan. voice is my voice is loud enough, but I think um, yeah, it's just your 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 reality, innit? You, mm. What you see and what you think. So at the end of the day, it's what you see through your eyes. Mm. You know, if you actually believe it, then yeah. Alright, bro, excuse me. I've got two more questions for you. Yeah, we start, we're gonna start wrapping up. Yeah, I'm actually excited to ask you these questions as well. Um, so I guess the first thing is what what has been your favorite performance so far? Live a live show, yeah. Because I know you've done a few. Actually, I've been seeing you do quite a few over time, and so yeah. What's been your favorite one so far? Favorite live show, man. I've done so many, you know. I want to take a sec to just <laughs> go through memory lane. <laughs> favorite live show. Mm. I spur some, please. What's the yeah, most? I was gonna say, what's, give me some recent ones, just so I can jog. Jog the memory. Leicester was pretty decent. Just in terms Leicester of was good, yeah. Performance feedback. Any mm. show in South London. Um the one Fusions event. 
You know what? I got top three now. Yeah, I got a top three. I was that's why it's important to have a manager, you know. <laughs> it you is. Me? That's listen, that's not just a manager, that's your it's my brethren, fam. Yeah, bro. That's my guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'll say that the yeah, the top three, I don't know, I'll put the it's called One in a Million. There was a show, it was in Hackney. I put that as my number one. Mm. Like I don't know. I felt like in that room, and everyone it was a, it was a vibe, and everyone that was there, shout out to everyone was there, man. It was good, mm. you know. Everyone that performed, it was good. The setup, like man was standing on some, just like a it was like a it was supposed to be a seat. I wasn't even on a stage, but I, I was standing on a seat, and the wall was like low down, so I'm having to crouch. But I didn't mind it, cause it felt I don't know. I just felt like everyone in that room didn't give a fuck. Like it was just a vibe, you know yeah, what I mean? It didn't matter how vibe. it was, yeah. And it was it was packed out in a room. Sick. It was good vibes. I say number two would probably be be Leicester. That was a good vibe as well, cause that was, that was a whole trip, mm. like to go outside and just see her. You know they're moving around there. You know there was a lot of uni students. Was and the stuff. audience different in Leicester? Or what was it similar to London? They were they were a lot more. They turned up. Yeah, a lot harder. A lot more, yeah, yeah, man, they turned up harder. They went, they went a lot, a lot harder, man. They they train strikes that day as well, fam. You had to get a coach to Leicester. No trains. That's yeah, man. wild, bro. No, no, yeah. no big rails. But yeah, man, um, that one was good. And I'll say probably the New York one as well. That was a whole journey as well. I did mm. the show there as well. So, and that was um, hosted by G Major. Um, we did that in. Um, it was in. It was in Brooklyn. What part of Brooklyn was it? Flatbush? Yeah, Flatbush. Mm. I was in Flatbush. That was a sick show as well, man. Yeah. They them not turn up hard as well. How did well. that come about? Did someone reach out to you for that one? Or you reached out to someone? Um, it was through a DJ called DJ Books, I think, originally. Yeah. Um, some of the people I was working with at the time, uh, EF, they sorted it out for, man. Mm. So they contacted them and they were going back and forth with Books. I did some remixes with him and some songs mm. with him and stuff. Um he produces as well and then obviously he branched out to all his people and stuff mm. and when we went over there it was a good touchdown because we had a lot of people there that was like already we've already contacted we've already kind of spoken to took us around and stuff yeah. you know what the maddest thing is next to the show there was this shop this this blew my mind I went into this shop it was the strangest thing ever um, when you go in the front door there was like an open mic happening at the door so yeah. you got the man them just rapping you walk a little further, then you have a bar. It's like it's like a narrow thing. Yeah. And there's like different sections. There's a Shit. bar. And there was all people in suits and stuff and briefcases at the bar. What? And then just next to the bar, there was like a pizza takeaway. And there's all these workers in construction uniforms. I was thinking, what so the everyone fuck? was having their own section. Literally, there was like different sections. It was the strangest thing I've ever seen. That is wild. Strangest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Like I, I wanna see that now. That sounds so it was in, it was yeah, it was it was different. It's like men, men can just walk for two seconds and in a different place, bro. Different Literally. location, bro. Literally. So that's you can walk down and you're chilling with lawyers with Milambo and that, bro. If you get me, and, and then there's the, yeah, in one, in one of the in one of the rooms and that. You know what I'm saying? You go to the next room, you're chilling with boxes, bro. You, you never Literally. know, fam. Even the, <laughs> even the corner shops there are strange, bro. The corner like every shop they call it delis, isn't it? Mm. And they serve like hot food, so you can go to a shop, you can get you can get weed, you can get hot food, you can get mm. everything in your corner shop. This corner wow. shop sells everything, wow. whatever you want. Yeah, wow. That's why I, I was hearing that New York is just London on steroids, basically. Literally. So, yeah. yeah, man. Everyone's on a hustle there. Yeah. So yeah, them three was top three yeah. performances so far. Yeah. Um, hopefully, by the end of this year, the top three will be um, some festivals. You Sick, know what I mean? Man. Sick. I, I can't wait for that to happen. And do you have like any like? Do you have a particular like ritual? Or like the shows, like do you, do you get like ready? Is there is there a way you get ready, or you just you just go with the flow sort of thing? Yeah, I do, I do. Prayer with the mandem Lit. for any show, man. We gotta do a prayer. I mean, just give thanks to be able to be there. You know what I mean? Mm, um, that's beautiful, man. Yeah, man. That's the that's the that's the ritual there. Yeah. That's a good ritual still. And maybe a bit of Henny as well, you know. A bit Henny. Henny. Cool, man. Um, so just to wrap it up, do you have anything you want to promote? Um, so I guess, I guess there's two there's two promotions that you can do. Yeah. So number one is do you have anything of your own that you want to promote? Um, so obviously it might be music, might be something else you're working on. Um, and second is do you have anything else to promote that isn't something that's of your own? You know, it could be like maybe a book, could be like a video, could be a person, could be anyone basically, or anything. Um, so yeah, those two. 
Yeah, I w- I'm, um, I got another song coming out. It's coming out uh, by the end of this month, end of January. Uh, should be coming out on GRM Daily. Be on all uh, platforms as well. Uh, it's called All Right, Mate. So there I'm just talking about just my life in general. So it's going to be an introduction. It's drill. It's in the ends. That's coming out soon. Um, something for people to go look at. What have I looked at recently? Mm. It can be anything, like anything that inspired you as well, maybe, or can be from time ago or whenever. So if they want to promote for people, just go check it out and just be like, cool. They might take some inspiration from it too, or anything like that. Mm. Um, there was a film I watched the other day. What was that film called, man? That was a good film. I don't remember the name, but I remember the story. Mm. Huh? Avatar 2. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never seen that, you know. I, that is... Is it a good film? What? Banging. It's a lot. Three hours, ten minutes three long. Hours, I've never watched minutes. it in my life. Yeah. Oh, it was, called, it was called The Taxi Driver. Don't know if you've ever seen what, it. Fake Taxi. No, oh, yo, 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 yo. Hey, if you want to watch that, it's on you, innit? No, no, taxi no, I'm driver. Joking, I'm joking, it's I'm got um, um, Robert De Niro. Yeah, you seen it? Yeah, yeah old school film. That that yeah. film, I really like that film, and I like it how it kind of just showed the kind of psychology of just being beaten down by life and kind of just finding a purpose and stuff. Mm. Like, you got to watch that film. It's a very interesting film. Even the music score. I love the music score, bro. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, I can see that, you know. I can see that. Because mm. it's kind of like a similar storyline in a way. It's a good movie, man. And yeah. the music, I like the music in that, man. I'm at sample with something <laughs> into this next job. Yeah, why not, man? But yeah, man, that's what I would say, man. Why not? Um, cool, and last but not least, um, when you get a chance to say something to 8 billion people, what would you tell them? To 8 billion people? Yeah. Just imagine, like I don't know. Let's let's say, for instance, tomorrow, all the world leaders got together. They said, "You know what? We're gonna we're gonna put you on the TV or whatever, and everyone's gonna watch you say something to." Damn, that's it. tough, you know. I know that's but that's, that's, it's that's something you would prepare a whole. I know, but that's what I say. It's meant to be tough. But what would you tell them off just off the rip, like straight away, just like what 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 do you want to tell people? <laughs> go stream my music <laughs> You know what I mean Go stream my new track Blood 8 million You know what I mean I'll bust Spotify bro I would hit all algorithms gone bro That's the biggest Break gone, of the internet gone, ever Gone clear That's Gone it. clear You never bro, have to listen. work Do anything again Like promotion yeah. wise you, you got everyone 8 billion yeah. Bro Bro listen There's no people. right or wrong With this question isn't it? So it's whatever you want to tell them That's yeah Tell that's that. what I'd probably say, man. I'll say, yeah, yeah, man, just go follow the Instagram. I like that, <laughs> I like that, I like that. And yeah, we'll, we'll slap all your socials in, in, in the description anyway. So for people listening or watching as well, the links are going to be in the description. So yeah. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, 100%. Appreciate it, man. Anytime. Yeah.